Welcome to this week's episode of the Bills Backers of Kansas City podcast with your hosts, Zach and John. Oh no! Our table! It's broken! Yeah. Yeah. Don Brown. Bills Mafia. Uh. Yeah. You find us, we breaking the tables, we tailgating, breaking them tables. We breaking uh, them. Uh, you know the mafia dangerous, you see us, we breaking the tables. We breaking, uh, them. We breaking them tables, tables. we breaking them tables. tables, we breaking them tables, tables. we breaking them, breaking them. You find us, we breaking the tables, we tailgating, breaking them tables. We breaking uh, them. Uh, you know the mafia dangerous, you see us, we breaking the tables. We breaking, uh, them. We breaking them tables, tables. we breaking them tables, tables. we breaking them tables. tables. Welcome back to another episode of the KC Bills Backers podcast. Uh, John and Zach are here. Um, depressing, depressing day, huh, John? Did you did you get that? Could you hear my beer cracking on TV? Um, <laughs> on TV, radio, whatever this is, podcast, universe. Yeah, I mean, uh, not great, but you know, it was it it, it was expected. I think. I think um, there's definitely a lot of good things that we can take out of the game. Would you agree on that? Yes. I mean, I'm not a fan of moral victories, but we kept that game close with a dilapidated offense. Um, I think the biggest thing for me was like, I don't know about you, but I was most worried about this defense going into that game. And our defense did pretty well, aside from that, like, third and 22 play that we gave up, which ended up leading to a touchdown, which that one hurt. Um, and arguably that could be play calling. Yep. That was – they decided to rush three. But anyways. Yeah. And that could have been part of it. But I would say the defense did a really good job. Um, makes you kind of wonder if that wasn't play calling in general and the game plan from our coaches – um, to extend drives with our offense, keep the defense off the field as much as possible. Um, but it almost, if that was the case, it kind of, I, I don't want to say screwed us, but it kind of did when our players were gassed on offense. Um, that was the hardest part about it. Yeah. I mean, the, the temperature did us no favors. It was 110 degrees, which I'm sure is what the NFL wanted when they scheduled this match. You know, they were strategic in scheduling us in Miami in September and Miami in Buffalo in December. Um, so hopefully we get them back when they come to Buffalo. Not that I want it to be bad weather because I don't want like a, a Patriots Mac Jones game in, in Buffalo where just nobody can throw the ball, but I would love for it to be really, really cold. It'd be a real and, shame uh, if the heaters that we provide them just suddenly don't work. Yeah, it'd be a real shame if, like, the heaters we we, we gave them just uh, don't work that great. The, but what's um, the, What the messed up part for me, and maybe um, one of our listeners can, like, tweet at us afterwards if I'm wrong on this, um, but I read something that basically said that this the stadium was readjusted to recently to set it up to where it gave the advantage to Miami with the, the way the sideline shade was. And the biggest problem with that is you're what I heard was that you can only have the, what the other opposing team has on the sideline. So Miami didn't have any tents because they didn't need it. It was shaded. So Buffalo could not bring in tents onto the sideline, um, which uh, 120 degrees on the sideline is what the tweet said. That's hot. Uh, that was at 10 a.m. That was at 10 a.m. It was 120 degrees. 
here's the thing. Nobody, um, nobody can ever tell me again that the NFL gives two poops about player safety. Um, Cause if they did a, that would not be allowed, but more importantly, to turn the ball over would not have been allowed back in that game after essentially having a neuro- neurological episode in the middle of the field. Yeah, and we we got to watch this game together in Omaha and and sorry so sorry Omaha we are not coming back ever yeah, again. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about and Omaha in a little bit. <laughs> um but uh we were talking about, you know, when Tua went out, we were like, "Oh, this might actually be a good thing for the Dolphins." And maybe not in that game per se um but i've all i've always been a fan of of uh oh wow how am i forgetting his name and teddy i was bridgewater. gonna talk good about him yeah teddy bridgewater i've always been a fan of him um back from when he was in minnesota um it, it always felt like he could have been good it just depended on like getting the right opportunity and i'm like well what better opportunity than having Waddle and Hill on your team um, to get that opportunity? Um, and then they strut to a right back on the field and their excuses back spasm his back like locked up on him, it, causing him to fall. But I, I don't know about you, but if my back's hurting, I kind of reach and touch my back. I don't uh, grab for my head. Um, I, I don't know. No, it was, it was embarrassing. And um like it's embarrassing for the league that 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 even was a thing and and i you know like i hope it comes out that that players association really does investigate it and i hope there's serious consequences and not just oh we're gonna find them a hundred thousand dollars because to a team a hundred thousand dollars is nothing um so yeah, that was that was a uh, outrageous. But like, because what if he would have like, what if we would have hit him later in the game and it does something serious to his health? Like that, that's the danger that they did. I'm not worried that he came in and we lost to him. That's not my concern. I'm worried about overall player health and how can the NFL sit here and plead that they want to take care of. Um, players and then they called that a, a late hit on Matt Milano which weak weak call um no, and then Dawson but I, but Knox, say it was the right call Dawson Knox gets blatant helmet to helmet contact which yeah. which strictly in the rules is a penalty and they don't call it and then and then another flip-flop of the game is down on the goal line you've got Miami's receiver goes to catch the ball ball pops up in the air our defender Hits him shoulder to shoulder, perfect clean hit. If that was a catch and he hit him that way, it would have been a clean hit. Nobody would have said anything. The guy dropped the ball, and next thing you know, flag comes out. I don't like that. I yeah, don't like when I, the when there's so much variancy between calls. You just call things the same. And I'm not saying the refs are the reason we lost this game by any means, but I really hate to see that when you want to talk about player safety and then you allow people to take hits like that. Um, no, yeah, it, but here's my bright spot from this game is the, the team really rallied around each other and as injured as they were, we did come out of it with some additional injuries. Tommy Doyle tore his ACL. He's out for the season. So that sucks. Um, but Tommy Doyle is not, you know, the end all be all of our offensive line. Mitch Morris, he's not a Mitch level cog. 
Benford What's with that? a broken hand is the biggest one. Yeah, so Benford. Now, Benford with a broken hand, he's going to come back in a couple of weeks. My guess is he'll he'll be in a club, so we'll see how that affects his coverage. Yeah, that's um, the thing, because even if he could play now, you definitely don't want him tackling Lamar Jackson next week uh, with the club no, on no, his he, hand. And he won't be back by next week. Um, uh, so no. we've got Elam, and we're probably going to have – um. Oh, what was his name that used to play? We have him and he, well, we not only um, do we have the actual backup corner, but we have um, Siren Neal, who's come in and played corner for us before. Um, we, we're in Cam in, Lewis. We're in injury hell right now. This yeah, it's injury. getting bad. <laughs> but again, my silver lining for it, and it's, it's not much of a silver lining, but my silver lining is it's it's injury hell in week three. And if you ever want to be in injury hell, you want to be in it early in the season when there's still time to come back from it. And we um, have an early bye week. That's the best part. We do have it. an early bye week. But I will say I'm not I'm not too worried about this loss. And the reason I'm not too worried about this loss is I called it before the game anyways. I mean, I think I told you guys on our drive up to Omaha, I said, we're probably going to lose this game. Um, to me, I think I even said if we keep the game close, that's a huge win for me. And so I think the game went the way I expected it to. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about Omaha for a little bit for the listeners. So for those of you who don't know um, me, ran, or me, uh, Zach, and one other member of the Bills backers of Kansas city, Eric went up to Omaha and we actually visited Ray's original wings and pizza, which is the uh, Buffalo Bills backers bar in Omaha. Omaha overall, I thought it was a, it was a nice city. It was a, uh, small it was a lot smaller than kansas city um as far as the actual city center part of it but it was it was enjoyable um rays was awesome i mean i gotta say shout out to rays the the venue itself is amazing uh the wings were a little bit were a little bit sus the first night they looked a lot better the next day yeah so i'm kind of sad we didn't get them the next day eric was definitely disappointed in those i think he had high hopes um but chicken figure sub was on point um that definitely hit the spot on sunday uh yeah i saw some pizza come out server jay was awesome yes um there was a lot of good things that came out of it not as much of a rowdy crowd like we're used to at owls but it was still a good large sized bills group that yeah. you know they they played the shout song when we scored touchdowns there was a guy that ran the bar just like rick um so it kind of felt a little bit like home which was nice just to kind of be there but it almost felt nicer than home because we had a huge projector right in front of us which was it's nice. a real <laughs> it's a real shame that al's can't put in a 20-foot projector because they just don't have space for it but uh knock down no, that so middle divider <laughs> it's, it's also a real shame that we're never going to be able to go back to omaha for a bills game again um real Not shame because raise was bad but because no, once we have a loss omaha we can't now, do it Omaha is now dead to us because we're not superstitious, but we're a little stitious. We we made a deal on the way home. When we win the Super Bowl, we will go back to Omaha. Yes. Yes. Um, next also, trip, I think, is definitely either going to be Des Moines or we're going to go down to Springfield by um, talking to our friend that came up from, from Des Moines. I think we definitely want to consider that at some point, if, if not within the next month or so, it, within this some point this season would be a blast oh, to go up there for sure i want to i want to go i want to go to des moines that will be uh on our agenda i don't know if it'll be this season or next season but it's definitely on my list 
I uh, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about with the game was just like Josh Allen's performance as a whole. I mean, you look at his stats, he had over like 400 yards, um, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. And you look at that stat line and you know nothing else. And you see time of possession that we had over 40 minutes of possession. Who are you going to say won the game? Who are you going to say won the, the game? Dominated. We, we dominated that game, and that's the problem. We just could not finish, like, the the drive, like, at the very end. It's like we're down there on the goal line, and we're exhausted. Their defense is gassed as well. Um, the hardest part is when you've got Manx in at center, um, you not only – is it your backup center, it's your backup to the backup. We – that – shows us how important Mitch is to this offense. I think that was the biggest problem in this game was not having a center that can reliably snap the ball to Josh Allen. Josh was so worried where the snap was coming and we couldn't get the push. It directly led to three points that we missed because had Josh not bobbled that snap in the first half, he would have spiked it. And we probably, I'm not, you know, guaranteeing we make that field goal, but we would have had a chance to make a field goal right there. Yeah. And then assuming nothing else changes, which again, big assumption because we know how the butterfly effect works. Um, and for those of you who don't know, the butterfly effect is you change one minor thing and it can completely alter the course of history. Uh, so, yeah, but it, it could, but you're also talking about things like, I don't know if you saw it, but I saw multiple times where we're in a shotgun formation and the ball is coming up high on Josh or high and outside or low and Josh is looking for the football before he can put his eyes downfield. That makes it very hard to read the defense. There's no doubt that this makes a difference. So I don't know. Let's put this Miami game to bed. Um, I just want Mitch back. I was going to say, I just want Mitch back. Let's so putting the Miami game to bed. Here's, here's what I have to say is I'm not panicked. I'm I'm not panicked. I don't, I I don't think this team is panicked. I'm not panicked. I'm concerned about the level of injuries. You know who's pissed? You know who's pissed? Ken Dorsey's pissed Ken and Dorsey. I love it. I love angry. it. <laughs> I love the fire. And you know, he's getting crap from certain people on social media, but I don't think he's getting any crap from Bill's fans because I think the big thing is we love to see that. That's, that's the energy Josh Allen has. I mean, we saw that frustration from Josh on that attempt where he went to spike the ball and then he couldn't because I just want to talk a little bit about that play. I know you said we're done, but just that we got some information from, some the rules expert there um and it it comes down to it's a delayed spike so because josh allen didn't fluid motion receive the snap and immediately spike the ball if he would have spiked it it would have been an intentional grounding and it would have been a 10 second runoff the fumble yep and it depends on what the refs would have done and Heads up play by Josh Allen in that moment to realize that in that moment and just try to make a play of some kind and get the ball over the digs to see if digs can make a play, turn something bad into at least something. Um, and you could visibly see the frustration of Josh on that play um, yeah. as he was screaming. Um, Josh also got kicked and grabbed in the nuts. I mean, he was ha- he having a rough game, and you saw the frustration boil out in him. But, damn, we really saw it with Ken Dorsey. And that, that just fired me up seeing that at the end of the game. So, at the end of the day, I don't think anybody I, – I don't even think real Miami fans can watch that game and say that Miami's the better football team. Um, there was multiple Miami podcasts that mentioned, yeah, 
weather was definitely a factor. And if they can admit that, then that's great. Um, but at the end of the day, we had to go play in the weather. That's home field advantage. It is what it is. And we lost that game. So I'm not giving excuses, um, yep. but we're on to Baltimore. Um, yeah. So let's, are we going to, are we going to take a break here? No, no, we're not going to do any ads. We're just going to oh, roll no ads. You heard it here first. Ad free since 93. Yeah. Oh, 95 uh, was when I was born. So uh, oh, you were born 90. in 95. I won't tell yeah. you when I was born. It's, it's, it's <laughs> But yeah, um, so Baltimore, I mean, there, there's definitely a concern with what that offense can do to us. Lamar is definitely an upgrade over Tua. Um, but I think their defense, at least from what we saw that Miami did to them in the fourth quarter, I I feel like if our offense can get healthy, which a lot of our guys should hopefully be coming back. We had some guys that were heat illness that Spencer Brown will be back. Hopefully we're hoping that Mitch will be back and we don't really know the severity of his injury. Um, but I'd like to think he'll be back this week. Diggs yeah. was just heat stuff. Um, one more week with uh Gabe Davis hopefully resting a couple now, of days. There are, there are there is a lengthy injury now. Baltimore's injury report is also from last. We don't we don't have this current week's um injury, but Marcus Peters may play, which actually could be a good thing. Yeah, uh, it might be good. Might be good. Um, J.K. Dobbins is back for them, and that's that is a little concerning because J.K. Dobbins has he's been a guy in the past. Yeah. Um, but really, we won't know until tomorrow. We're recording this on Monday, and the first injury report won't come out until Tuesday. Uh, so, or actually, no, Wednesday will be the first injury report. So we won't we won't know for a couple of days here what the injury situation is but you know what they might point, release one tomorrow um but i typically it's normally like a walkthrough one that really doesn't mean anything um i definitely don't pay much attention to them until thursday don't panic i mean we saw how lengthy our our injury report was last week and there were still some guys who were listed on that played so um that goes the same I, way for baltimore i think so my prediction um just going off of you know sources and people i know is uh Mitch Morse is going to play Sunday I don't think I think they were just giving him one extra week because he overextended his elbow uh, and they just really wanted to get that that elbow uh a week to heal um and then I'm I'm thinking Diggs is going to play McKenzie will play uh I think all those heat think guys Knox will be, play I think all the heat guys are going to play that's you know heat heat stroke or or heat related illness doesn't it doesn't sit you down for a long time. That's kind of a, a temporary thing. It'll put you out for a couple of days, maybe tops. <laughs> um, but if they iced, I mean, I trust this training staff to know to ice that person. I'm assuming they had those guys in bats of ice as soon as the game was over to really cool down their body. Yeah. And I'm not worried about that. I'm just worried about, you know, our offensive line as a whole, the depth is kind of falling apart as we're seeing guys. We're, we're getting Bobby Hart back. How need great. But Bates, back. Bates is on concussion protocol. And at this point, how funny is that, that Bates was pulled from the game for a concussion, but had no visible sign to me aside from he was just laying on the field hurt and two stumbles. And I, I that's that's the inconsistency that doesn't make sense to me. And I'm still frustrated about it because I know that. 
that Bates can come out of this and he can clear concussion protocol and we could have him back next week. We, you never know. Um, it's all a protocol. As we talked about during, during that, there's a baseline test and they have to beat that baseline test. Um, yeah. So now here's, we'll see what happens. Here's what I do have. I do have concerns going into Baltimore. My concern is our secondary is still pretty banged up yep. and to return the ball over is not good. I'm sorry. He's not, he doesn't scare me still, even after this last game. He doesn't impress me, um, but Lamar Jackson does. Lamar Jackson's yep. a bona fide superstar quarterback in this league. So I know that we've had Lamar Jackson's number in the past. We beat him in the playoffs. Teron Johnson has had his number at least one time, but Lamar Jackson could be a key to victory for the for the Ravens. I mean, for sure, just like Josh Allen could be a key to victory for us. But um, I, I, I this is another toss-up game for me. You know, it would not shock me to see the Bills be two and two, uh, as much as it pains me to say that. But I think, I think this game's going to be much more even. Uh, we're not going to be dying on the sidelines from heat. Now, there there was a report today that the weather could be bad because of that hurricane that just came around the East Coast. Um, but that affects both teams. The heat was really affecting us without teams. shade. So um, my thing was, we saw Josh Allen. He had he faced a lot of cover zero last week, um, and as you mentioned before, that's this is not 2019 Josh Allen. Despite what our friend James might think, it's not 2019 Josh Allen. This, this Josh knows how to beat cover zero, and. Unfortunately, I don't know if Dorsey called the plays to get that done in the right way. We saw him use a lot of the running back, and a lot of that could have been that heat exhaustion. We really don't know. Uh, Diggs was pulled out a lot in that fourth quarter. Um, Davis was pulled out a lot. So the the play calling, it's hard for me to give a question on that, but it seems like we got we got James, if we could have got James Cook involved a little bit more with his speed, that would have been nice. And I'm hoping to see him in this Baltimore game instead of Zach Moss. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for us to start featuring a back more often, whether that's Devin Singletary or, or James Cook. I think we need to start feeding someone to get them some consistent carries and momentum. That's exactly what, what Singletary did towards the end of last season. We finally got him in a rhythm, and, man, he was, he was him. Um, <laughs> so at that point you you've got to get Singletary going often and early but at the same point Josh is the same way you've got to get Josh involved um get some quick passes early get him moving uh yep. I am not scared of this uh Ravens secondary at all um as as long as we're healthy offensively, I think we put up a lot of points and I'm banging the over on this game. I think it's going to be a high scoring game because the secondary is still going to be a concern. Um, but a thing to look forward to is white can come off of and go onto the pup list um, this week and we can start phasing him in um, watching film and kind of unrelated practice stuff, getting him back just little by little now Um so if, if we have to hit the panic button and we lose this game, which I still think we lose this game, there's no need to panic. It's early. We The Bills can really run the table. Our schedule is very difficult early in the year. It lightens up towards the end. Do not panic. But if they, if they do, um, you could possibly see Trey White back um, for, for, for week five if they really want to push it. If not, you might see him in Kansas City. Um, 
So that's yeah. the exciting thing that we have that to look forward to. And like you said, Benford might be out for two weeks, um, but he can come back and play with a club hand. Um, it's tough to tackle. That's the only thing. You can swat down passes all day long, and that's great. Um, but we definitely don't want him trying to tackle Lamar Jackson around the edge. Um, yeah. Lamar's going to be a problem, and we haven't seen a, a good running quarterback yet this season. I mean, Tannehill yep. can, can do it when he has to, but we didn't see that too much. Tua didn't really run, and we definitely didn't see it with Stafford. So I'm going to be interested to see how we can contain um, guys – I expect to see maybe a lot from Shaq Lawson. That, he's somebody that seems to set the edge very well. And as we start rotating guys on the defensive line, maybe we bring him in to be involved a little bit um, to kind of set the edge and contain um, Lamar Jackson. The other big thing is getting a push, getting that Oliver back is going to be huge because if you can collapse that pocket in and contain on the outside, you're going to give Lamar nowhere to go. Um, so we definitely need to get Ed Oliver back. <laughs> uh, for sure. Uh, yeah, but I think final game predictions, I'm going it, to, it, it's a really a toss up for me. I'm, I'm going to pick with my heart and say Buffalo rebounds in a big way um, because they, they're due for one after a game like last, last week. And most importantly, you and I will be back at Al's or at least I'll be back at Al's. I don't know if what you're doing. Um, and it's a, it's a noon game at Al's, and I, I haven't had that yet this season, and my soul needs that. Yeah, and I think the other thing is when John drinks Labatt Blue on game day, um, good things happen this season, and unfortunately we could not have any Labatt Blue um, in Omaha, which was depressing. Um, yes. We didn't drink, and it made that loss even more insufferable. And I you think know, the hardest part was we thought there was there was hope at the end with that. We didn't talk about it, but but the butt punt. Um, oh my god, that yeah. that will go down, and it would have been more so if we would have won the game. But the NFL is still going to meme that for a really long time. Yep. And um, it was great to see live. It, it was so confusing. I'm sure it was. I didn't watch pregame for Monday Night Football tonight, but I'm sure it was featured on Come On, man. It had it, to have been. It had to have been. Um, so it, it's exciting, and there's a lot of good things to look forward to in this matchup. Bills fans, keep your head up. I mean, injuries are there, and I really hate to use injuries as an excuse. Um, and we still get the Dolphins one more time, so this, oh, there's yeah. still a chance to even this series out and break that tiebreaker. So There comes a point where I, I always said, every team's got injuries. And it's just part of football. It's a contact sport. But the biggest part of this is when half your team is out, I think I think it's a valid excuse a little bit. Um, and we didn't have to use it as an excuse because at the end of the day, we lost by two points. We yeah, shot we ourselves, we shot ourselves in the foot on that one. Um, yeah. And that makes me feel just a little bit better. I really hope it's not one of those games where as we get into January and we're looking, oh, if we would only won that game, we would have home field advantage. Yes. Um, I, I really hope it doesn't come down to that. Um, but then, so... Last news, unbills related. Today we saw that they are getting rid of the action, the the Pro Bowl game as we know it, at least for this year. Going flag football, finally. Which I think is actually going to be better than the no, quality I'm, of football we were getting I'm, before. I'm fully for this. The whole idea of the Pro Bowl has always been stupid. It, it's been meaningless for. 
I, I suggested two possibilities for the Pro Bowl. I said, you either have to make the Pro Bowl determine where the, the home city of the next Super Bowl will be, whether it'll be an AFC or NFC city. Uh, that would have been a cool stake to put on it. Or you have to get rid of it completely because guys just don't play in it. And the skills competition is going to be so much more fun. And then, yeah, 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 it's something to look forward to during the week. My dad always told me stories about the skills competitions back in the day when uh, Jim Kelly was in the league and getting to watch those, um, he said was a blast. And then, you know, we've seen a couple of the stuff that they did from time to time with dodgeball and stupid stuff throughout the week, but it wasn't quite the same from what he was telling me. And I'm excited to see what this could be as they do like kind of a week long and it's it's more incentive for the players to go and have fun and they're not definitely don't have to worry about getting hurt because now it's flag football guys weren't even trying to tackle anyway so at the end of the day just embrace it throw some flags on them and let them go out and have fun um it doesn't matter at the end of the day they're just out there having fun anyway but maybe it'll be a little bit more enjoyable but yes at the end of the day i never gave my projection i think we rebound and we beat the ravens I okay. I, re- I really don't think it's going to be a blowout. This is the first week that we've agreed. I think this I, is our first. I don't think it's a blowout, um, and that's that's okay. Um, but I think this this will be the time where we can show that this resilient team can come and they can win close games. Um, and this is a close game that that we're going to win. Uh, Bill right. Bills win by four. All right, Bills by four. You heard her here first, folks. So well, as always. Uh, Go Bills and make sure to subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, That way you can catch us every week. We release on Tuesdays. So, yep. And then once a month, for those of you who enjoyed the spaces, if you're, if you're listening to us still on podcasts, we're going to do the spaces. Um, We're just toning it down to probably once a month because spaces doesn't have a great option to record. And we want to be able to post our audio to the rest of the world. Yep. (laughs) So as always, go Bills. Go Bills. Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia. Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia. Josh Allen's coming. You ready? Step Daze is coming. Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia. Yeah. Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia. Yeah. Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia. Uh. It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Shaq Lawson, who's stopping us? No. Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who blocking us? No. I don't see nobody stopping us. No. Number one, no one on top uh. of us. What they gonna do in Matt Milano coming with the blitz off the edge? Nothing. Don't you throw it in the air, cause Trey White and Micah High will intercept. Von Miller getting double teamed, now the team getting easy sacks. Russo with the double moves, coming straight for the quarterback. Take him down, take him down. McDermott clapping on the sidelines, and the crowd going crazy. Mafia, it's our time. Josh Allen, it's your time. It's the Mafia, yeah. Sunday, one Bills drive. Mafia, where you at? Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia. 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 
Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Shaq Lawson, who's stopping us? Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who blocking us? I don't see nobody stopping us. Number one, no one on top of us. Mitch Moore snapped to Josh Allen, looking down the field, see no one open, so he scrambled right, he sees somebody open, but he off balance, so he gotta be focused, Dawkins with the block, Allen with the shock, 70 yards, will it be caught, Gabe Davis or Jay Crowder, down the field, past the whole roster, that step digs, make it so easy, touchdown, high mark field, rocking every Sunday, got a hangover on every Monday, get your bass kicked, you know we winning, Josh Allen passing, who gon' pass us, with Devin and Cook, you know we great, if you're not a Bills fan, we don't relate, nah, Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Don Brown, who's stopping us? Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who blocking us? No one.